Hello and welcome back. Welcome to, welcome back, I guess, to Game and Makeup. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Tucker, and with me as always is... Hillary McLean. That's you. Hi, Michael Tucker. Uh, I wasn't sure I could introduce you or you want to drop it in yourself. Drop it in my This is a new Game and Makeup, Haley. There's new rules. There's Uh, new things. Yeah, it's going to be crazy flipping the switch. You might be watching this and being like, hey... Where's the uh, where's the purple thumbnail with all the cool video game characters? What uh, video game is this topic on? Well, game makeup, everybody. We've been away for I don't know if you've noticed nine months. It's a whole baby. <laughs> this is our baby, so it makes oh, sense. We had to so we're birthing, we're birthing a new baby into the world. Yeah. Um, so game makeup uh, was it is a podcast. We need an ultrasound with like a picture of the oh podcast. <laughs> But yeah, Game Makeup, uh, when we launched over, is it over two years ago now? Jeez. We have not made enough episodes COVID, for, COVID, for COVID. two. COVID. COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, it was a long form, you know, video podcast in which we discussed video games. One of us would bring a video game to the table. The other person, hopefully they would like it. But usually they disliked it, which led to a lot of funny conversations. Uh, but then, I liked most of the games you said. There's that. And also... We couldn't get episodes out as quickly as we liked because somebody kept giving people games like Death Stranding and Dark Souls, which are really long. <laughs> Michael. Uh, and then, even when I gave you short games... They were good. Yeah. They were good, but, and we still had great discussions about them. Yeah. I love those episodes, and they're all still available for you to go watch. Please go check them out. We're still very proud of them. I love this. Um, but even when I gave you a short game, like the one we're going to discuss today, Hotline Miami... I, I mean, like, I beat it like a week. Yeah, and then we didn't record for nine months. Yeah. So, well, the but baby. The baby. The baby. That makes it sound like we actually had a baby. Well, we kind of did. We have, our, we have our doggy, Sable. Sable. Who's down below us right now, and she's been great. But it's been a it's been a hectic kind of year, Haley, for you mostly, career wise. Yeah. And so, what's just like, where, what's been happening with you this year that we haven't really had time for game and makeup? Uh, I passed the bar. Congratulations! Thank you. Applause all around. This is old news for many people, yeah, I'm sure, but but it's still exciting for those who only pay it's attention hard. to this podcast. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. It was way up high. It's like a monkey it. bar type situation. Yeah, it's just like, do like one pull up and like you're a lawyer. One, I, you know what's funny is I have more of a chance of passing the bar again than doing like a solid one pull up. So, <laughs> um, so Same. like, I'm we're in Canada. So yeah. in the province I'm in, the method of passing the bar isn't. It's not just a test. Not that that's not hard. Sure. But um, the way that you pass the bar in my province is like a year long strenuous process with lots of assignments and i only do business law right now like i'm Mm -hmm. practicing now but i had Mm -hmm. to learn i had to like understand criminal family tort like every type of law to pass the bar so it was a lot of work and like things that i you know i'd finish work and then i'd have to do bar study and bar assignments till like you were there till like 11 it sucked and then get up and go to work the next day so you're telling me through all these you know, whatever, little problems. You had no time for video games? <laughs> wow, Michael, that's a very great question. No, I did not really. I mean, I did play You games, did, so. and we did play lots of games this year, which we'll get into as well. Yeah. But to say, and, you know, on my note, I didn't do anything nearly as difficult as passing the bar this year, but it was a year of change for me. I, I changed jobs. I left my longstanding job, and, you know, not to get too into it, it was a little puppy. mentally you know, draining and puppies to, take up a lot. Of puppies also take a lot of time, and it was great. So I got to spend a lot of time with Sable in her formative months, which has been great. Mm-hmm. And she's a very good girl, and we love her very much. She's, she's getting to that age where she's easy now, right? 
So all that is to say, um, through all these things, we we wanted to keep doing the show, but we felt that like, hey, I want you to play, I don't know, Red Dead Redemption Two, right? Maybe someday. But it didn't feel like a nat- like a good time to like, hey, it was. I gotta play this game it. for a month and a half, and then we gotta sit down and try to like, because we can't do like a six hour episode on Red Dead Redemption Two. Maybe somebody likes that. I wouldn't want to record it. That seems like hell. Maybe, maybe I would want to. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe one day. One day. But I guess the short form is we feel like we didn't have time to commit to the show that we had done. But then I sort of started to think, well, we talk about lots of stuff in video games, not just like games you like, but gaming news. There's been lots of hot topics this year that me and Haley have been discussing in the news acquisitions it's been a very news filled year yeah. um we had and we have great discussions about that so to think well that could be part of the show pillow talk pillow talk exactly we're gonna record our pillow talk for oh, everybody to listen to <laughs> cut that cut that cut that um you're editing it so exactly so yeah it's just the, the short form is i guess i've said this so many times now we wanted to bring the show out quicker we wanted the show to be covering more things and for those of you who really love those long form analysis episodes those are going to come back maybe for games that we're really spunky about. Yeah, like maybe a certain long-running franchise, which you both really love, is a big open-world game coming out this year that we might want to talk about. Don't know. Maybe. I don't know that's coming I might out. shed a few tears in anticipation. Yeah, as I preside over my kingdom. <laughs> Mine made more sense. Da, 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 da. You're not a king. Uh, but I'll, yeah, so like those long episodes will come back for games we feel really passionate about. You know, if I finally do sit down and play Red Dead 2 this year or sometime... <laughs> We'll fist pump, and we'll finally Please. talk about it. But yeah, and maybe we'll have some special guests on. That'd be really fun. Be fun. Be to have, you know, as much as you guys love hearing us talk, you probably want to hear other people talk, too. So that's why I noticed this episode's going to be called Episode Zero, which is sort of a soft relaunch and reboot of Game Makeup. Reboots are very in this year. We're like the DC Extended Universe. We're cutting out everything. We're bringing back stuff people like. Trim the fat. Trim the fat. So you're fired. Oh, yeah, right. You're fired too. <laughs> uh, the show's not gonna. We're gonna cast two new we people can't have as the host. Sick queens as the cast. I wasn't talking literal trim the fat, you <laughs> knob. <laughs> this is what people have missed. They've, they've missed this banter. Yeah. Uh, well, to say, game makeup is gonna come at you. Hopefully, we're aiming for bi weekly, yeah. bi monthly. Bi- what, what's one every two weeks? Bi weekly? Bi weekly is once every two weeks. Once every two weeks. We're aiming for bi weekly. Yeah. So, bi monthly is every two months. I'll say shorter episodes, but covering more news, more games, uh, fun chats. If Haley has some fun lawyer stuff she wants to share with you, she might, might play some games. I practice video game law, so you I, do. I think about games. Which is very at interesting. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to cover all of that. There's people out there, Haley, um, who really want to hear us talk about, finally talk about Hotline Miami. Do you fi- like- do you <laughs> do you finally want to talk about Hotline yeah. Miami? Uh-huh. So we're gonna pretend we're gonna go all the way back to March, April. God, what was nine months ago? April, uh, March. March. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because three months from now would be nine months ago. Math checks out. Math checks out. Uh, I brought Hotline Miami to you because I love Hotline Miami. It's one of my favorite little indie games of all time. Yeah. And it's sort of become this one of the great indie game giants, I think, of, like, the mid-aughts. It was to... its 10-year anniversary last year. Was it not? Was it 10 years old? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it came out 2012. Imagine we recorded last year when it would, would have been very timely. Well, everyone was talking about it. We yeah. We really missed the zeitgeist <laughs> on that see. one. I don't know. I was playing Elden Ring. I didn't have time to talk about Hotline That's Miami. Uh, but, yeah, Hotline Miami is a top-down asymmetrical. Is that the term you would use? Top Top-down shooting game. 
in which you go through rooms. Isometric. Isometric. Thank you. I was like asymmetrical. It's asymmetrical not what it is. is like Dead by Daylight or something. Right. It's not. It's not Dead by Daylight. Are you sure? It could be. Um, Everything is. But yeah, I love Hotline Miami, and I'm excited for you to play because it's a great little. You know, the game's like two hours long. It's very short. I'd be in like three sit downs. Right, and the, you know, and it is challenging. Yeah, it's challenging, but I feel like the more you play it, the better you get at it. Like most things. Yeah. But I really wanted to bring it because, like, I love exposing you to new genres of games that you don't really touch very much. I think it's probably one of the first sort of top-down isometric games you might have played. Similar to this, any? Mm, well, I can none come to mind. But I mean, I had a Game Boy. Oh, sure. Up and stuff, and those were all isometric. Technically, how many violent games did you play on Game Boy where you murder rooms full of people? Oh, I played Kirby and Yoshi's Island. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, they're super violent. You eat things and poop them out in an egg. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> well, I'm finally going to give you just the floor, because like I have a couple questions I want to bring to you about Hotline Miami. But before I do that, why don't you just tell me, finally tell the world your opinions on Hotline Miami. The floor is yours, please. Uh, Well, I was told by lots of friends, play Hotline Miami. And it was one of those ones where I saw little glimpses of it. And I'm like, I don't know if it's for me. But as soon as you put 10 minutes into it, oh. Satisfying. Yummy, yummy. Eh? It's so satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's like... Mm -hmm. Well, the music's an absolute bop. Like, I want the vinyl. There must be a Hotline <laughs> oh, Miami. Oh, yeah. Vinyl. Limited run or something. You should look at it. I am 8-bit. I'm sure has one. Uh, it's probably been sold out for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. They might have done a, re a republishing for, um, the, uh, for the anniversary. Yeah. But I just... It was great. It was so unique. Mm -hmm. And I can see why it also turned and spawned, like, oh, yeah, that looks awesome. Look at that. Collector's Edition vinyl set. Anyways. Um, I can see why it spurred a lot of inspiration for other indie right. game companies. Sure. Like, because when you peel back the onion, it's really just the basics of it are really simple, but it's very geniusly laid out. Like the mm -hmm. levels are smart. It's sh it's clicking and shooting and walking around corners, but they they are very smart at building the levels so that it's like extremely entertaining and the replayability is like crazy high. Right. Like the function of being able to start right away again. When you die. Oh, like the, the lack of punishment for death? Space bar again. Yeah, go space again. bar again. Absolutely. Like, completely removed that, like, you know, I like Dark Souls was fine, but the, oh, the, the cutscene. Dying feels bad in Dark up. Souls. And that's yeah. the point. But, yeah, like, yeah. with this, it's like, I died, and it's like, whatever. Again, right. again. And, like, yeah, speedrunners would care. But, like, for me, I didn't care if I died. It was just fun. Yeah. And it's felt so good to, like, get to a point where you're just like, bam, bam, boom, bam, bam, boom, like running through the levels, like everything. You feel like, you feel like Batman. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm joking. It's not no, a no. interview that people make. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. It's like, I really feel like Batman. Oh, like I, you make you really feel like the last of us part two. <laughs> You know, oh whatever that yeah yeah sorry i was just like i was like oh i, I guess batman like kind of goes I'm through like, rooms I'm with joking. people i i thought you're being very literal that is very no, funny no. um okay all great and points I'm, i i'm glad i played it last year because people were talking about it again. sure now i almost would 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 akin playing this game to being high i don't get high so i don't know nerd uh <laughs> but but i guess sorry uh like maybe even for example, like a dopamine rush. Like yeah. when you're on a really good run and like you blast a guy's head off, then you pick up a baseball bat, you throw it at that guy, the like, two more oh. guys come through a door, and then you shoot them, yeah. and that dude's going. It's it's so it's this exhilarating rush, which is so exciting. My hands were hurting because I was just like moving them around like crazy, and it works so well because the whole idea of the game is that you are this 
nameless. I mean, he's called Jacket by the community because he wears a Letterman jacket. I don't That's know if you cool. knew that. No. With his iconic, and he's sort of like the rooster mask is the first one you have, and it's the most iconic look. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the plot of this game is you pick up a phone, a guy gives you a very vague message about food delivery or cleaning up termites, yeah. and you essentially just go to rooms, excuse me, rooms full of mobsters, generic faceless mobsters, and just murder them. Yeah. Without any sort of indication about why you're doing it, who you're doing it for. You don't even know if this is the right people. Well, that's the thing. And it's sort of this, like, this sort of killing mindlessly, which is one of my favorite things about Hot Miami. I mean, it's sort of like, I don't know if the word trite is correct, but more commonplace that, like, ruminations on video game violence are more sophisticated now. Like, we see it in the AAA space, like, The Last of Us Part Two. Like, I mean, you that's should feel. Everyone always compares, yeah. You should feel bad about killing these people. Whereas, like, Hotline Miami, when you're playing it, you don't feel bad. You feel great mashing dudes. Like, you, you grab them, you, that animation where you shake uh, them on the ground. Boom, but you're boom, trying to do it boom, so quickly because more guys are coming through the door and they're coming, but you need this guy's gun. Yeah. And there's and they're almost like puzzles. Like when you start a level, he's like, I gotta kill this guy first. Mm-hmm. Because he has the shotgun and they're gonna come through that exact moment. Because the levels play out pretty much there's some variations, like so, sometimes one guy will go randomly to the left when he when he's gone right the last ten times. Yeah. But it's sort Is of that there a, a lot of RNG. I don't think there's a I lot. I am certainly much. not like a speedrunner of this game. But yeah. it's that feeling like the violence itself becomes a puzzle, but my favorite thing about Hotline Miami is those sort of quiet moments after you do like a perfect run and you kill everybody, the music just stops, like flatlines. Yeah. And you're sort of left to go walk back through the level you just cleared and view these sort of massive bodies you've created. And you're trying to think, ah, why am I doing this? And it's, you know, it's that sort of take on like (coughs) video games, like Uncharted, Nathan Drake kills hundreds of people. Little narrative distance. We've talked about this before with Bioshock and stuff, right? So it's just like, yeah, you murder dozens of people, but like, it's just a game. It doesn't really matter. But like, when the whole game, when the game sort of takes you back for a moment and lets you reflect on the killing, it's like, it's it's a very poignant moment. And coming from an indie game, I think this was developed by like two people. It's crazy. It's very, it was like, it's sort of this like juggernaut of indie games that like, it showed, it was one of these games that showed that indie games could sort of stand in the AAA space while being very indie, but still make really poignant points. Yeah. Poignant points? That's very difficult to say. Poignant points. But yeah, like, so, like, the story, like, did you, like, what did you get from the story? Did you know what was going on? Just kind of roll with it. I kind of roll with it. That's fair. I like, think it's, it's one of those, it's kind of like Dark Souls, where Dark Souls, where it's like, you kind of got to watch a YouTube video, understand what the hell was going on. And I like games like that. Absolutely. But, um, with this, it was just like, I just find it satisfying to play. And I, I think it's interesting to have a kind of catharsisism with violence. Mm-hmm. Like, like you were saying, they turned killing into a puzzle. Right. Um, and I feel like up to that point, games didn't really do that. Killing was like a means to complete a quest or a mission or whatever, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like the way in which the game mechanics got solved yep. to, to the point. Like, I mean, you, in, you know, Max Payne, you kill people to get to the next room. Yeah. But, it's not the way that you unlock the next room. They're just obstacles. Sure. I guess. Yep. And I thought that was interesting. And, like, just the music, dude. Yeah, the music's so good. I it was just like, it's, you were behind me. I had my headphones in. I was just sitting I, here I playing I listen it. to it on Spotify once a week. I truly do. I it's, bet, it's great running music. Gym, oh, yeah. yeah. It's insane. awesome. Um, yeah. And it's, it's all on YouTube and Spotify, I'm pretty sure. So I played on PC. It. Is that... Like, it's on everything, right? I played it on... I think I got it off PlayStation Plus on PS4 
God, 20... It's years ago. Do you think you would have rather... I mean, on PC, I really felt a lot of, like, shwish, shwish, shwish. Well, I mean, everyone says you should play everything on PC, right? Uh, Which is fair. But, like, I I find it... I mean, it's been years since I played it, but I found it fine on controller. You got used to it. Yeah. Is the sensitivity quite high on controller? Again, it's been years. I don't think I played it since, like, 2012. But, (laughs) so, you know, really did my research for this episode. But, like, I remember it being awesome. But I think it's it's a testament to that game that I played it so long ago. But it's... And, again, it's very short. Probably thought of it. Probably do it in, like, five or six hours. But it really does weigh on you with its, its visual style as well. It's this you know, almost Super Nintendo, even, like, more, like, Nintendo NES-level style of graphics, pixel graphics, yeah. that the violence, it's it's almost cartoony in its gratuity, but it's still so gratuitous. It's like if Persona could have come out on the NES, that's what it lo- would have looked Persona like. Persona did come out on the NES. Or, or sorry, Shin Megami Tensei did, not Persona. Persona 5. Persona 5. <laughs> it would look like that. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very stylized, very sleek. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great game. Um... Other questions did I have for you? Like, do you do you remember? I mean, we're gonna spoil Hotline Miami here. Sorry <laughs> for people who care about this now ten year old game, but did you, you do you remember the ending? You go in the sewer and they're like controlling everything. Yeah, it's like it's this whole idea of like all of it was kind of a goof. Yeah, there was no point. Don't you feel stupid? You're a weapon. Yeah, yeah. and it's a sort of like a, and again, it's a sort of meta com. You know me, I love my meta commentary. Oh, Sable, don't say that into the microphone. <laughs> Sable farted. Gross. <laughs> Well, the reboot's off to a great start. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a sort of meta commentary I love about, it's like, oh, I must be doing all this. And it's sort of the people who make these sort of like YouTube videos, like, what does it all mean? It's like, it doesn't mean anything. You just killed people. Like, yeah. haha, jokes on you. I'm like, that's kind of cool though, because it has all these moments of like, but like both sides of the coin can exist. It can be both a very, you know, insightful rumination on violence and also like kind of a goof. You can view it simplistically or more complicated. Yeah. Depending on how you want to look at it, absolutely. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just a great, fun game. I never, I haven't played the sequel. Yeah. Do you have any drive to play the sequel? Maybe one day. Is it as good as the first one? Uh, generally, I don't think it's viewed as well. It get, it's a lot Is more. It just like more. It's a lot more story heavy. It takes place before, during, and after the original. Oh, uh, I don't. I it's like one of those it. like big. It's like bigger doesn't always mean better kind of things. But again, yeah. I haven't played two. I'm sure it's fun. Yeah, uh, but I have not played it. That's fair. I'm sure I could buy it for three dollars and have a great time in yeah. a weekend or something. But yeah, yeah. anything else about Hollow Miami? I would wear the dog mask. So I'd have to kill the doggies. Oh yeah, like, what, like yeah. Is it that? I mean, the, the, do- hor- the horse mask was OP. What did it do? I don't remember. Um, I remember that. I remember that. I used to use the mask that made you spawn with a knife because the knife was super strong for like clearing enemies early because it's a one shot. I just remember wearing the horse mask a lot. Don Juan. Don Juan mask. Uh, we're looking up the Don Juan ability. Uh, does it have one? It does. Oh, here, oh it, lethal doors. Oh, yeah. So killing people with doors. Oh, I super would, strong. I would kind of cheese a lot of levels where I would just go near a door and be like, yeah. and like bump it open. They'd be like, oh, and, and yeah. just kill them. I guess it's like the replay value of this game. There's tons of masks to unlock. They all do different things. Some give you more guns. Some make your fist stronger. Some make enemies see you less closely, I believe. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you can play, replay the levels as quickly as possible. Try to get better scores. Walk faster, run faster. Yeah, because the whole time you're killing people, you have, like, a combo meter going, which we didn't really talk about. Like, the combo meter 
the more the quicker you kill, the faster you kill, the more your score goes up, and it's in more, adding that dopamine rush of like I'm doing awesome, I'm murdering people. I never got higher than like a B. I'm either. I'm oh not good at goodness. this game. Uh, but then, yeah, but like yeah, again, I just really love that moment where you kill everybody in a level, and then you have that sort of time to reflect on. Oh shit. I kind of maybe shouldn't have murdered everybody. Or should I have? I don't know. These guys seem like bad people. It's violence in a game where you can't question the, the implementation of the violence. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Uncharted's a good example. Uh, Last of Us Part is a great example. Like, those games are extremely violent. And this is as violent as Last of Us 2, but just in pixel form. Last of Us 2 feels more violent because it's high-definition, amazingly animated yeah. violence. But, like, I that game does, like... Ha take me out a lot because why I'm gonna put this first. Spoilers for Last of Us Part 2 I'm about to drop <laughs> in a second. I'm going to splice this before I say it. Are you ready? Skip ahead 15 seconds if you do not want to hear. Why does Ellie pause mm. to kill one girl, mm. Abby? Wow, huge spoilers for Last of Us Part 2 you're dropping, by the way. It's old. It's not that old? <laughs> why do you spoil every game we talk about? <laughs> and I'll move that to the front. Oh my god. Um, sorry. <laughs> Massive spoilers. <laughs> Um, well, that, like, why should she hesitate for one kill when she's just killed hundreds of people to get here? And they, not only that, they humanize the people mm -hmm. that she kills because mm -hmm. oh, they yeah. have names. They, oh, like, you killed one, my dog. One oh. girl's playing Hotline Miami. Oh, yeah, that's true. What a connection. I forgot about uh, that. Like on, the, the, on the Vita. Yeah, she's, she's on having the Vita. fun and just relaxing and playing a game and Ellie murders her. It's like, that could have been me playing Hotline Like, you know what I mean? Hilarious. They this is a complete tangent. Hilarious to think that, like, in the end of days, the PlayStation Vita, like, that's the console we're sti we're keeping well, around. Well, it can get, you know, it's easy to carry. I guess. What are they going to bring there? Switch PS4? Lite? Switch Lite? Play D Danganronpa uh, on Switch is Lite? PS Vita had a decent battery life. Switch? Oh, PS Vita is an incredible console. Switch has not one. a good battery life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, I think Hotline Miami, being the small indie made by two people, handles, like commentaries on violence way better than the last of us part two like way better that's a lot easier because it's so much smaller but like it but also does it with no dialogue like i got more out of Hot miami's like stance on violence than like well, yeah. naughty dog literally yelling at me from atop a water tower being like violence is bad do you get it do you get violence it begets ellie's violence. actually the villain do you get it and then when you play as abby and it's a massive spoiler. You're spoiling. <laughs> well, you play as Abby in like the first two hours. No, yeah, it's still a spoiler. Oh my goodness. Uh... Oh god. I mean, nobody cares about that game. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh boy, we are a mess. This is a bad relaunch. I'm having fun though. You having fun? fun? I just think that it's hard to compare them because one's a. I don't think game it's hard that's... to compare them at all. At in terms of their breadth, it's a lot harder. To compare well, yeah, them. one's forty hours and one's. That's what six. I mean. Yeah, so there's way more space to. For it to get saturated. Whereas in Hotline Miami, it's like ping pong, like this perfect little capsule of violence and the but commentary on violence. That's a good thing, though, I think. Yes. So uh, we agree. Yeah. Mike wins. Don't write down, check, check don't mark. Write down a point. Mike wins no and points. is handsome. Uh, sorry, any final thoughts on Hotline <laughs> Miami? Um, it's a quick one. That's why I couldn't, couldn't do an episode about it for nine yeah. months. I was like, we can't turn it into an episode. Because it's only as long as our episodes have been. And, like, also, there's tons of great videos about, like, the point of Hotline Miami, if you want to check them out. Jacob Geller's got a great one, I know. Lots yeah. of great videos on Hotline Miami. But, great yeah. game. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. I'm glad I know it. Because I can see how it's flowed into other things. Yeah. It's kind of like when you read... An ancient text, and you're like, "Oh, that's where all this oh, sure. stuff come from." 
and it really has to as like one of those juggernauts of like the late 2000s indies like this bastion super meat boy braid um v v v v v fez what is a v v v it's a it's like puzzle game it's great oh super good I've never heard of it. and jackets actually he's become sort of like a this sort of cultural icon he's a character he's in, he be in smash he's in dead cells and oh. he's also in um that shoot uh pay pay payday it's a bank robbing game he's in that oh really oh i know with all the masks yeah with all the masks uh, exactly okay. he's a character and that like jacket is he's become an icon of indie games so very yeah. cool game Time the sequel maybe one day hmm. that's hotline miami there you go blake there you go everybody who wanted to hear us talk about hotline miami I he's listening. He's like, what? good game good game it's a good game but Haley, is it a game of the year <laughs> because it came out 10 years ago well that's what we're going to talk about now. Yeah. It's a little bonus because this is a short episode, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's sort of a relaunch. We thought it'd be fun to do our quickly run over our games of the year because it's still early in 2023 as this recording. It's only like four days in. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I'll be full up front. I didn't play 10 games this year. You must have. I didn't. I, I haven't. I feel like, I mean, you just played another one. Yeah, that's not on my list, though. Is it not? not good? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's, it's not good enough to get on your list of not even That <laughs> I think that's a testament. Now, I'm also of the opinion, like, I feel like I'm in the minority on this, is that I don't. it doesn't have to have come out this year for it to be a game of the year. I think if it's the first time you play a game, it's just as valid. I understand that not everybody That gets feels confusing. That. Well, no, I think if... If, if I, you set it up that way, yeah. I think if someone played Orcarina of Time for the first time this year was like, that game rips you'd be like yeah put on your game of the year list but people yeah i get that now it's not it's the same as being in like 2022 i totally get that yeah. so so we're gonna it's easier i'm gonna shout out a couple of games that i played for the first time this year that i really love but didn't oh, that's come out fun. this year um so do you have do you, do you have a whole top 10 eh yeah i have it here to my left okay wow that's a whole list of games well that's um, my tweet i tweeted right it. you tweeted it um, I only have like three. I actually like have anything substantial to say about, and okay. one dishonorable mention that I want to talk dishonorable. about. Dishonorable, dishonorable mention. I don't even know what it might be. Oh, well, you'll know. Um, so why don't you just go ahead? Tell me, tell me. Start you, with do, one. Yeah. No. Or, start, start with the end. Start with ten. Yeah. Well, you played this. This is one of your games. I don't. You probably don't even count it. But Evil Dead, the game, was my number ten. Fun game. Would not break my top ten though. I had a lot of fun with it. Me too. I, and I don't know that much about Evil Dead. Like, no. And I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. I'm not. Like, I I, I know Ash is in Dead by Daylight. That's yep. about it. I've never watched an Evil Dead movie. You would hate them. I would hate them? No, they're they're gross zombie movies. Yeah, I don't like, I'm not a fan of zombies. No. We, we remember. <sighs> yeah. It's, Resident Evil 4 video. Said, Check it out. I think we said that every episode. Um, it's a recurring theme. <laughs> I... Uh, but like that game, I don't know when I it peaked my it was it came out really early, but it peaked my interest and I was like, hmm. Because you play Dead by Daylight and it's another asymmetrical, asymmetrical multiplayer game. game. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, if you're not familiar with Evil Dead the game, there's one person who plays as the killer and there's three different killers. Might be more now. I honestly haven't checked in with it. No. But there's three yeah. different killers and it's not just a killer, they also have like scouts essentially. Well, they're demons. Yeah, they yeah. have like level one baddies that fight for them and then like level two and level three and then they can come out and fight too and you get enough like points. Yep. You have to scare and then there's four survivors. And four of them can all be Ash, I'm pretty sure too. Yep. There's, there's four like, different four Ashes in the game. Ash. Um, and they essentially are traversing this map to try to get two items, and then once they get those items, they can go and do the Necronomicon. Yep. And when they figure out the Necronomicon, they win, but if the killer stops them before they do that, they win. And it's just, like, I just think there's so much... 
space for creativity in that type of game that hasn't been explored. Sure. Like, I think Dead by Daylight's an amazingly unique game that not many people talk. It came out in 2016, so it is old. But, like... And blows. That's... It's so good. Shut <laughs> up. I love it. I play it every day. It's, I'm kidding. I'm it's, kidding. There's so much strategy to yeah. that. It's essentially hide-and-seek with tag mixed mm -hmm. in. But there's, like, so much strategy that goes into that game that once you start dipping your toe in it, like, you watch... Like, I watch it, Dead by Daylight videos in bed, like, every night. Yeah, it's really troubling. <laughs> I love it. I know. Because there's all this... <laughs> you have deep deep problem so like there's a huge perk system and bringing certain perks does certain things mm -hmm. uh, killers have certain abilities okay this is dead by daylight though we're talking about evil dead right now. but i just i so i loved it by daylight so when i saw a like-minded game i was like okay yeah. i'm interested and i put in my like 30 to 40 hours with it and i kind of hopped 40 hours in that game? about about that. i mean yeah uh i guess it's like i played the game because i played we played a lot with my brother who's another massive evil dead fan mm-hmm um, and yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought the game ran like hot garbage most of the time. I was on PC, so it wasn't too bad for me. Yeah, it was not... I don't think... It's still not very good. I think good. it was only PC that was kind of okay. Yeah, it wasn't great on Xbox where I played it. But you know, it's very fun. I like that you can fight back as a survivor, which Dead by Daylight you can't. Like, yeah. you have like axes and, you know, some characters are more tankier, some characters are supports. So I thought it was cool that way. Um, yeah, haven't checked in with it in a while. There's a new Evil Dead movie coming out next year. I'm still on the Reddit for it. Oh, really? They, it's, terrible subreddit, man. It's a horrible subreddit. It's sub. so horrible. Are, are, are people still mad there? Well, no, it's, you, it's better. Oh it my used God. to be really bad. It used to be like, there was like 20,000 subs and they were all miserable. They were all like, they hated the <laughs> game. game sucks. I put a thousand hours into it. Yeah, that's essentially Dead by Daylight too, though. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying is, is that you're going to play Dragon Ball The Breakers. Um, Crater showed me that. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is this? It's Dead by Daylight with Dragon Ball yeah. characters. I, yeah, I just, again, I think there that's an untapped market that slowly games. There's also that other, that teenage one, it's called... Uh, Friday 13th? Well, there's Friday the 13th, but there's another one that came out this year called, like, Videotape Something. I can't remember what it's called. And there was another one there's too, also that came like, out this year. There's also, like, Resident Evil Reverse was kind of similar to that. Yeah. There was, like, you could become the demon if you died or monster if you died. Yeah. So it seems pretty tapped, Haley. Seems like a pretty tapped monster. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's 8 million platformers. <laughs> that can't be yeah, and they're all better than fucking Dead by Daylight. Oh, I'm just bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, Dead by Daylight's your actual game of the year. It's my all game yours. of my life. <laughs> That's so sad. I love it. Number I'm, nine, Haley. What do oh, you got? Um, a little to the left. What is? What is me? The camera? Am I not in? Is it? Are you joking? Yes, obviously. Oh, sorry. It's a good bit. That Come was good on. until I did. Oh my on. lord, we're not. We're, we haven't done this in a while. We're not know. in sync. Podcast. Like, are you, whoa, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, are you all right? But yeah, this game's awesome. Tell me about it. Um, well, so cool. I can say that it's my one of my clients' games. Ooh, actually, look at because... you being upfront and about your opinions. Well, good a... games journalism there, Haley. This isn't journalism. It kind of is. <laughs> We're games journalists, are we not? <laughs> not anymore, baby. <laughs> I did that for a while. Um, yeah, so my clients, uh, Max Inferno, they're an awesome studio, and they're local to where we live. Very cool. Um, and they are awesome, and they put it's a two person group. They put a ton of love into it. It's it's kind of, if you like unpacking, you'd really like it, I think is a good comparison. Mm -hmm. um, which, like, you know, people blew up about unpacking. Mm -hmm. Not this year, but last year. Yeah, great um, game. Just relaxing zen puzzles that are centered around, like, tidying up or, like, organizing or 
restructuring or cleaning. And what's cool is there's more than one way to to do a lot of the puzzles. Um, some of them are, there's only one way, but for some of them there's like two or three or four. Cool. So, you know, there might be a stack of books. You could stack them up by size. You could stack them by color. You could stack them so the spines make a pretty pattern. There's like a bunch of different ways to do things. And I just think they did a really good job. And the audio is awesome. Like, it's very, the sounds, I don't know how to say it, but they're very crunchy in my ears. Like, they feel good mm, and they crunchy. tickle my brain. Very nice, very nice. And I was looking forward to it all year, even before uh, I started being able to actually meet them and work with them. So that was really exciting that wow. I got to work with them. You got to meet your heroes and they were cool. <laughs> they said never meet your heroes, but I did. It was fine. <laughs> um, no, but no. But it's, I just uh, really liked it. And they do little daily tidies so you can log on and there's like a little... Is there a battle pass? There's no battle. Is there a battle? Do you got your dailies for the battle pass? <laughs> no. The little to the left battle pass. And they have a cute thing where like a cat is always messing up your cleaning, so you'll arrange the pencils, and a cat hand will knock them, and you're like, oh, you mm. have to like fix it again. And does the cat hook you? <laughs> do you have how many hooks does the cat Three have on you? Three hooks with the cat, and you're dead. Uh, but I really recommend it. It's on Switch too. It's I played it on PC, but yeah, it's very cute. Art style's cute, very relaxing, nice little puzzler. Yep. My sister doesn't play a lot of games, and she loved it. Yeah, I haven't played this. I watched you play. It, obviously, it looks awesome. Very cute. What yeah. uh, you know, I've sort of like. There's more and more room and space for these sort of like quieter, smaller experiences. I think it's great, especially for like. Where there's care pumped into it. Yeah, like those kind of games where you can tell they just spent a lot of time making it very sweet and very mm-hmm. satisfying to play definitely definitely all right why don't you give me your number eight and then after you do number eight i'll do a shout out to a game okay well you have sh- way more than me i've moved one my current number eight since i've tweeted i've moved up <gasps> so i'm gonna say my number eight now is splatoon 3 splatoon i love splatoon 3 Are you a squid now? i low-key loved the story mode which I i've heard expect. that it's great it was really good i've heard nothing but great things about it. i've never played splatoon i watched so many dead by daylight videos while i played that <laughs> <laughs> this game's so good. I'm watching another game. While I'm I like hundred percented the story mode. Yeah, like I didn't just like do the story. I like opened every path and like did everything. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's great. Um, <laughs> what's uh, up? What happened there? You just went off. Our dog farted again. Oh god! Don't say that. <laughs> oh wow, it's really bad. It's really bad. That's what Sable thinks about Splatoon three. More like Splatoon three. Am I right? <laughs> That's my humor. <laughs> but it was good. Like, the multiplayer's fun, don't get me wrong. But are I, you still playing the multiplayer at all? Uh, sometimes I'll yeah. plomp it on when I'm laying down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but people are good. Children are good at games now. Well, you know, both only people who play Splatoon are like 10-year-olds and 40-year-old men who have way too much time and on their me. hands. And you. Yeah, I'm Right there. in the middle. Right in the middle. <laughs> Between children and 40-year-old children, men. Children of men. It's a great movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Splatoon 3. Okay. And yeah, it's just like... This, I've heard the story's great. I want to check it out. Uh, a lot more weapons. Yeah. I, the one thing I don't like is their thing where you can only play two of the levels and then it switches every like two hours. Mm. Just have a bunch of levels in rotation. What's the deal with that? And do you do you find like I know Nintendo Online is generally pretty. It was sh- fine. Is good. Yep. See, which is a frustrating because clearly if they want to put the effort in, it can be all right. But yeah. they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome though. Splatoon three, great game. How about you? I want to give a shit. Again, I only played like three games that actually came out this year that I feel like are worth, like I have anything to say about. So I'm going to give a shout out to a game that came out last year, but I played this year and it really got me through a tough spot. And that's going to be Monster Hunter Rise. Oh. Which is, uh, you know, Monster Hunter. I tried playing Monster Hunter World when it came out. Actually, Haley made me buy Monster Hunter World because she's like, look at this, look at this game. 
it's so cool. You get to hunt giant monsters. I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty sick. Uh, and then we, I maybe we, I played for like six hours, and, and you played for like two. Um, <laughs> no, I played more. We played with Nick some. Yeah, it's it not good. And that's like Monster Hunter World is a bad game. It's not. Do you want me to pay you back? What? <laughs> What's that? Do you want the eighty bones I made you? No, it's fine. They're only yeah, it, but like it just wasn't for me. The grind of it didn't appeal to me at the time. Yeah. Um. That's so what I really didn't like. So they launched Monster Hunter Rise for Switch, and. Uh, everyone's like, oh, it's really, it's like a great game for the Switch. It looks so good. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like Monster Hunter. Yeah. Then my brother said, hey, uh, you should check, you should check it out. It's really fun to be fun to play together. And this again, I was currently unemployed at the time and a little bit depressed. So I was You're like, vibing. so I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, I probably put sixty hours in like two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, you were vibing, which was great. And the game. It sort of alleviated all of my issues with Monster Hunter World, which is that like it's so much quicker. There's not as much time spent trying to hunt the actual monster, which I'm sure, like, I guess long-term fans of the series will say that's, like, it's more casualized, which is probably fair. Yeah. But I love just hopping in, getting on my dog, who I made look like our dog, it Sable. It's so much like It's her. super cute. Yeah. And you ride into battle, and you find a monster in, like, two minutes, and you kill him in, like, eight, and you just do it again. It's so much quicker. Yeah. And obviously, it's built for the Switch. It's built for portability. So that's the whole idea of it. But it's a great game. Um, I sort of haven't played in a bit, because, like, other games have come out. <laughs> Uh, but I really love it. I didn't get Sunbreak, but it's actually coming to Xbox Game Pass in like two weeks. Oh. Um, so I might pick it up then again there. I know some people want to play it. Play Monster Hunter Rise. It's a great game. Uh, again, didn't come out. Sunbreak came out this year, the massive DLC expansion, which I've oh. heard is great. Haven't played it. But yeah, love Monster Hunter Rise. Great game. Is Rise remind me the one that came out in Japan like a long time ago? Mm, I think it came out a couple months before. Oh, there's one that came out like five years ago and we it only just came here. If I'm memory sure. suffices, I can't remember who's talking about that. Ah, well. Yeah. I thought you would know. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not that much of a nerd, but I'm excited for the next one. And there's actually a. There's a cool. It's called Wild Hearts. It's made by EA. It's their sort of Monster Hunter clone they're making next year. Mm. It looks kind of cool. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, but we might talk about our most anticipated games of next year on a different episode. <sighs> so we'll hold off on that. Look forward to that conversation. But Haley, number seven. Number seven is Pokemon Violet. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, Go on. It's hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven sucks. <laughs> it is absolutely atrocious how poor this game looks, and it's from the most best-selling yeah. um, franchise of all time. Mm -hmm. It's like if Avatar Ever. 2 came out and it was the Yoda puppet soaking wet, and <laughs> he had paint on his face, and they just said, it's 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 Jake Sully, just pretend. We didn't have enough time. <laughs> You had a decade. It's like you had all the time. <laughs> we get, we said take your time. Yeah. It's gotten to a point now where Pokemon Company, it's like they're like, we think we need more time. And we're like, go away for four years. Yeah. Like, we don't want you yet. Like, make your good game. Mm -hmm. Take the time, whatever. But goddamn, that game's so fun. Like Yeah, I was gonna I didn't think you're only just... it would looked better. <laughs> so high because this is my dishonorable mention. Oops. Because no, it's good. It's good. We it's a great segue. Yeah. Um because I in good conscience, could not put... Like, we got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet with a double pack. Yeah. And... As we do. I was very hard on this game. Like, the footage came out, and I said, you were that shit looks terrible. I'm not playing it, man. Game Freak needs to get their shit together. We're in the Discord, like, I will never buy I'll this. never play Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And Haley's like, I'll buy it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, just, I didn't want to pay for it. It alleviates any moral <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I did. And yeah, I'm the same thing as you. It is shameful and ridiculous how poor this game runs yeah. like 
running at two frames per second. Someone's ten feet away from you, yeah. looking like a goddamn claymation. Like, it's it's absolutely unacceptable and not right. And I don't know if it's if Nintendo's to blame or Game Freak's to Nintendo's blame really or the involved. Pokemon companies to blame. It's God game. damn, that game's good though. It's Game Freak. Yeah, but like I know, and like obviously there's they have deadlines to meet and they got to make animes, they got to make toys and yada yada yada. Yeah, but it's the best selling. It's, Pokemon, it's right? the most. Oh yeah, they always like are. it doesn't matter. But like, it's it's the most fun I've had with the Pokemon games since Black and White. Yeah, which because, is like almost fifteen years ago. Because Pokemon and concept is always going to be fun. Yeah, you just have to twist it a bit. Like I think they did do a lot of twisting to this one that I've been waiting like decades for. Like, okay, you don't have to fight the people. Yeah, just because they see you. Take sure. that out. That's lame. Boxes you can t- get to them anytime. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Like. That kind of quality of life stuff is kind of like a no-brainer at this point, and they just implemented it, and that alone is lets you go, oh, and feel like you have a breath of fresh air with Pokemon. I know Arceus did a lot of changes. Well, yeah, too. and uh, I mean, Arceus, I fell off, you like beat Arceus, yes, right? Yeah. Arce- Arceus, whatever the hell it is. I say Arceus. And like, I liked that game, but like, I didn't like how every game was like, all right, go catch 30 Starly. Yeah. I'm like, that's You're doing not- it anyways. But, like, I, I I like catching one Pokemon one time, and then, like, I have that Pokemon. Mm. Right? And it's a different thing. Like, Arceus was going for... And I liked a lot of things about it. Cool vibe. Cool lore. Um, the sound I, design was really good. Yeah. Kazooian forms. Awesome. But, like, I fell off, like, 20 hours, and I was like, I don't want to catch 30 more go- goobers out in the goober swamp. I didn't um, finish the Pokedex, but... No. But, like, Arceus was a great game, and Scarlet and Violet took a lot from Arceus that I liked. Yeah. I just... I really hope... Like, we'll probably get another Pokemon next year of some kind. I don't want one. I know. Nobody does, but they're going to do it. Every, well, I mean, and, everyone You know, does. I'm sure there's lots of people who, like, this. these these technical issues don't bother them, and that's fine. It's more of a place of, like, consumerism. Yeah. Like, that sounds so lame. But, like, when we kind of reward... Because these games are getting more expensive every year, too. Oh, like, yeah. this was $90 per game for mm-hmm. us in Canada, plus tax, which is 15%. So... Dropped like two hundred something dollars on these two games. That's a lot of money, especially considering mm-hmm. like food and cost of living stuff is going up like nuts. We're privileged that we can buy those kind of things sure. and we don't get affected too badly. But for some people, this might be the game they play all year on their Switch because it's like, a huge purchase. Yeah. And then it's just like it consistently outsells and outperforms every time. So like there's no incentive to make it better. And I'm not saying don't buy it because of shitty frame rates like yeah don't be a hypocrite like me <laughs> <laughs> like michael played it he liked it oh i loved it you know like shit whatever. game though i just kind of, it's just like <laughs> shit stage capitalism woes like whoa, whoa, whoa you're getting a little political here but you're getting you know political what i mean though, like, a little political this is a video game podcast there's, getting, no, there's no politics in video games there used to be a point where you buy one game a year back in the day yeah and now we're it's like for some, for a lot of people, it's kind of getting to that point again, mm-hmm. and it kind of sucks that they can still outsell and outperform every year, and the quality's dipping. Yeah, like that just kind of bums me out from a general point. Can I ask you a quick question? We'll move on. Yeah. Um, why was this game deemed okay, but Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was taken from storefronts and ostracized and beat it's to Pokemon. the dust? Because it's Pokemon. Do you think Pokemon gets a free pass? I think Pokemon has completely infiltrated the zeitgeist forever because it's pokemon it's it's like getting mad at a baby versus like an adult (laughs) it's like that's baby pikachu i can't stay mad at him throwing water in a crib and you're screaming at it meanwhile like 
Johnny Hands? Who the hell's that? <laughs> I don't give a crap. It was a new IP. This I, is a well-established IP we've loved since we were five years old. But I think, for me, that puts more... It should be good, then. Yes, I agree. So, like... So like cyber, cyberpunks put a ton of effort in fixing that. Yes, game, and that's the thing. And no one cares. And yeah, people seem like people seem to like that game now. I actually kind of want to play it. I've heard it's at a much better spot. Yeah, I've heard people say that game looks great now. Runs yeah. great. And, yeah. But like it's already passed because it was. I don't really see anyone actually following through to check in on it. I mean, I don't have an incentive to. No. I saw a ton of people play that and return their copy. Yeah. I might check it out this year just because it's better. But I, I guess the last thing I'll say about it, I think it's ridiculous that how do i want to phrase this let's turn into a big rant about pokemon which we probably should say for another episode but yeah, <laughs> but i think it's unacceptable as this is someone who bought the game <laughs> it's like we're pokemon's parents <laughs> yeah it's like i'm not it's honestly it's that i'm not mad i'm, I'm disappointed, disappointed yeah. because and I'm gonna the, buy it now these games are the lowest rated pokemon games on metacritic ever are they they are 74 76 still amazing. good for my fantasy critic score thanks game freak um that was gonna be a slam dunk <laughs> was well, not i yeah because like sword and shield got 80s and they're better than sword and shield uh, anyway i really like sword and shield too. they're fine but it's, it's just like i hope that this is somewhat of a wake-up call for the pokemon company or maybe nintendo who like Nintendo's it, I, I understand their share there they own some shares in pokemon it's on their console they might go yeah. hey Hey, Pokemon Company Game Freak, why don't you just borrow the Xenoblade Chronicles devs for a couple months? They'll teach you how to make an open world that's not shit, and yeah. everybody wins. <laughs> like, isn't it crazy that Zelda Breath of the Wild could have been like that, but because they put well, way more care into it, it became the best open world game of all time? I'm a little concerned. Eh, well, <laughs> I'm a little that's concerned. Well, this is a real, I have a real concern that Tears of the Kingdom. Might be a little hardware not great. No, when it I bet it'll be fine. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll save it for a deep dive on I that. I think it'll be fine. That's enough about Pokemon. What's your next game, Haley? Uh, my next game is, and I know you're going to laugh at me, it's Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm laughing that you thought I was going to laugh at that, which yeah. I did. Well, you kind of made fun of me for platinuming it. I don't know. I don't think... Here's my thing. You like, did the Fortnite L and dance and said, nice platinum loser. No, I didn't. That never happened. <laughs> it happened. Uh, here's my thing with Horizon. I'll let you talk about it because it's one of your games here. I've tried to play the first one yeah. like four times. Yeah. I get like two hours in. I get past I, the, I love it. the mountain trial where it's like, now here's the open world. And I'm like, fuck this game. It just doesn't click with me yeah. at all. Yeah. I don't think the characters are interesting. Robot dinosaurs Same. are cool. But it's just not for me. Anyway, glad you like it. Tell me about it. Why was Forbidden West? I feel like Forbidden West kind of got forgotten because Elden Ring came out like a week after it. Everyone nobody cared anymore. Everyone always Breath of the Wild it again. Yeah. That's always everyone's favorite joke. Well, it's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like they can't help it. That's just when it came out. They could release their game at a different time. <laughs> not when it's... They're AAA as well at this point. Of course. So like, it's not that easy to... They, imagine how bad it would look if they saw Elden Ring coming out and they go, we're, gonna, we're just going to move. Like, everyone would be like, what? Lots <laughs> of games did. <laughs> I guess, but yeah, I guess. Anyway, go on. Um, I think the story was not good at all. It was a really bad story. I was bored. Cutscenes are boring. The voice acting's fine. I think, uh, who plays Aloy? She's also Ashley Chloe. Birch. Ashley Birch is good. Um, she has two characters in this one, actually, because there's... It's not really a spoiler. Um, you sure you spoil a lot of games. 50, skip ahead 10 seconds <laughs> for spoilers, but Aloy has a clone in this one, so it's just Ashley Birch again. That's like, like a massive spoiler if it was me. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, on. spoilers for the first Horizon, skip ahead again. 
Aloy's a clone herself. That's the Why whole point. Spoiling because they're good. It's supposed to be a game of the year discussion, not a, not a spoiler cast. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> Seth no Roth playing, kills Aerith. Everybody. No Thanks. one's playing them. Anyways, <laughs> nobody's playing them. That's just true. me. I mean, I like this game because it's super rad to fight robo dinosaurs. Hell yeah, it's it is. Awesome. Hell yeah, it is. And they have the weapon systems in this are awesome. Mm-hmm. The weapon wheel that you use to switch between weapons mm-hmm. and the way you implement like coils into your clothes to help with certain things. I decked out Aloy like a god. Like the T Rex equivalent in this game. When you first fight them, you're so scared. At the end, I was like running up to their feet going ting, 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 and dead like in 25 seconds and you fly up to your pterodactyl thing and you zoom away and you feel awesome nice. it feels so good it's some of the best gameplay in games ever sure but because of the very like aloy hello oh no oh like like generic robotic, world M- npcs uh, the, like i mean the graphics look great the people look good they move like robots and they do not talk like humans which is so funny to me because this is on the decima engine which is the same engine as death stranding yeah and everyone death Stranding, at least in cutscenes, like they're you can see the resemblance too oh yeah absolutely they, well because death stranding kind of spends more time in story whereas horizon just uses the story to get to gameplay elements i think is the difference right. there mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. but <laughs> i found it really satisfying to get the trophy it was a very good platinum like there's very they, Sony few, first party platinums generally are. There's very few games that the platinum is as fun as just like being the story naturally. Like yeah. it was fun to get the platinum. Like you get the best weapons, mm-hmm. you do all the best side quests to get the platinum. So platinum should be. Yeah. It's not like pick up a thousand acorns, although there is a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, the Red Dead one is insanely Right. It, tedious and those are my only two platinums this year it was red dead 2 and this red dead 2 took you four years yes. to get so oh it's my favorite thing i've ever done touch grass <laughs> oh. cowpoke <laughs> go touch some grass out in the field but okay I, if you want to give it a shot i'd say i'd say like it's super fun once you yeah are out of cutscenes. dlc's coming out this year too you can play that yeah yeah probably gonna, did you play the frozen wilds no i, no, I didn't no. i should have though and I also like the one story element I like about this game is it's completely matriarchal. Like all the power comes from women characters, mm-hmm. which um, you don't see. And it's not in like, you know how it can kind of be in an eye rolly way. Like they're like, that sounds so bad to say, but I'm a woman. So I can, I know when things are like a man is writing a woman in here for brownie points. Sure. Like, I know what that feels like. Sure. So I'm not saying when a woman is a character, I roll my eyes. That's not what I'm saying. When a man who wrote a woman character who doesn't know why they're putting them in the story for specific beats, I can sense that. I'm like, ugh, it just doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. But like, you Haley can tell... Haley McClain, known misogynist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can tell there's a lot of women who write for this team. Right. Like, it comes through. Yeah. And, you know, the gods are women in Aloy's um, matriarchal society Aloy is the baddest bitch in this game, and no one questions her because of her gender ever. Like, it's never like a, oh, little lady. It's like, she, they're just like, oh, shit, it's Aloy. Like, everyone just respects her. Right. Leaders of troops and, like, combat battalions and shit are a villain. Uh, the main villains are women. Like, mm-hmm. and people who tag along with you who are kind of, like, normally in games, like, what's the tag along from Resident Evil 4? You know, like Ashley, Ashley, like all the Ashes are men in this game, you know, like kind of helpless. Like they need Aloy in order to get somewhere. They ask Aloy for help. Like they're all men. So it flips up those gender norms a lot in Mm -hmm. a really refreshing way, which I really liked too. And so did the first one, Mm -hmm. but it it kept that up. Like 
And even in the old times, like before the world got destroyed and the robots took over, like women were like the leading characters in those time periods too, which I just think is cool. And not many games do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. You gonna play the remake of one? There's a remake. Did you want to hear about this? No. They're they're remaking one. Why? Because Sony's are. It looks good. So did Last of Us Part One, but here we are. But this that came out in like 2015 or 16. Yeah, I know. That's not long ago. Yeah, Sony's Sony's on some weird shit. Mm. Cool though. Sounds good. I'm never gonna play it, but cool if, if you liked it, man. Horizon Forbidden I liked West. I it a lot. Um, I'm giving another shout out to a game that didn't come out this year, but I played this year that I really love. Yeah, uh, Persona Five Royal. I love that game. Um, yeah. So I have tried now three times to complete Persona 5. Uh, I played vanilla. You start from the start every time? Oh, yeah. Because I'm a masochist. Why do you hate yourself? I don't get That's a whole other podcast. Um, but I started like vanilla Persona 5 back in the day, 2016, 2018, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. And I got to the final dungeon, but I had to quit because I had no healing items <laughs> and there was no way to heal. And my closest save where I could go back and prepare myself was about 20 hours ago so i said fuck that i'm not playing that game again yeah put it down then royal came out in 2020 what a nice way to go back into it yes but you you can't transfer your saves over or anything you have to start Mm -hmm. again it's a whole bunch of new content Mm -hmm. and it was great and i got to like the second palace and i kind of dropped off because i just started playing other things but this year i was like you know what i'm beating persona 5 royal yeah. And I still haven't done it yet, but I'm very, very close. Yeah. Um, and playing it now, this year for the third time, it's really just shown it is truly one of the greatest RPGs ever made. It's so good. Full stop. It's it's, it's so incredible. Good. I understand if people don't vibe with the school simulator part of the game. I love that part. And but and, and I don't love it maybe for the same reasons that like a lot of people do, where it's like, I like talking to cute anime girls. It's like, that's part of it. Uh, but I like it more because like it's it replaces grinding. Yeah. And th- th- and you can grind in Persona Five. You can go to. And you have been grinding. I have because I'm insane. But like you know, <laughs> instead of like going and killing monsters for ten hours, it's like hey, go play pool with your friends, and that yeah. increases your stats. Go to the spa. Go to the spa. Go go Eat have coffee with your adopted father, like <laughs> or adoptive father. <laughs> And it's just, yeah, it's great. And the actual gameplay stuff, it's so stylized. I mean, I, you don't even hear me talk Persona 5 Royal. Everyone knows how good it is. Yeah. But, like, it, I really do think it's actually on Game Pass now. So it's a great time to jump in and try it. What a no-brainer game to play on it's Game on, Pass. On such on, and also it's on Switch, so, like, get oh, comfy in bed. game. Yeah, it'd be great. Awesome game. Super good. I'm, I'm at the third semester now, so probably, like, 10, 15 more hours to go. Really excited. I'm going to platinum it. It's a really great game. You're going to platinum? I tried to platinum Persona Well, platinum Persona 5, 5 the original is really, really difficult and tedious. The royal plat is much easier. Oh, see. Like, the original... I got, like, 60% of them. Yeah, but you, like, you ought to find every Persona in the game. Yeah, it's that like, was the one that, that I literally had a little journal with notes. Yeah. Like, pers- royal make, takes all the tedium away from vanilla and this makes it more streamlined, more fun, quicker. Yeah. And obviously, like, I'm playing this game, I, you know, probably take you, like, 120 hours. But because I played before, I'm at, like, 80 because I know what I'm doing and I'm sort of min-maxing. I, I ended at, like, 110 yeah. hours. It's a long game. But it's a great game. Great characters. Amazing soundtrack. I listen to it all the, the time. Right we here. do have the vinyl. It's so good. Uh, I listen to that soundtrack all the time. And I'm really excited. Persona 3 and 4 are coming to Game Pass and Switch um, and Do you like, think I'd like any of those? Maybe four, probably not three. Yeah, I don't know if like I would like three. 
Oh. Very. It's a PS2 game. It's very janky. It's hard to go you back can't to control your party members. Oh. You can only control you. So they just do random. They shit? do random things. Oh. But know. some people say that that's the best one. I'm probably gonna play four. Persona Four is really really good. I've played it before on Vita. It's really really good. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's my. What's your What's your next game? That was just a shout out. We're gonna get to my actual games of the year here. Maybe my next one. I think I might have five, but we'll see. Well, why don't you do? You've done some. <laughs> Well, the, the, these are shout-outs to games that didn't come out this year. Oh, gotcha. But they're just games I really liked this uh, year. My fourth game that actually came out this year. Yeah, you played more games than me, lawyer. <laughs> Go ahead. Lawyered. Uh, was Stray. Mimi Cat Game? I loved Cat Game. It was good. It's interesting to hear you say that, because I feel like people were like, yeah, Stray. They got nominated at the Game Awards for Game of the Year. I'm yeah. like, do people like Stray? I love Stray. Good, all right. Tell me about why you love Stray, because oh. I feel like a lot of people sort of like, yeah, Stray was cool, and then they're not talking about it anymore. It's AAA graphics towards a very... AAA graphics! <laughs> I said that really weird. That's like, it's, a, it's, it's, like really... A, it's like a thing on the back of the box. It's like, it's like play as a cat with AAA graphics. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Put out of box. Yeah. Um, it's just... Uh, it's just cat game, but it's like really polished. Uh-huh. Um, ben Hansen of Min Max always has this phrase he says when a game feels really solid and grounded and like good from the core and it's called it, it's like he, he always talked about it when he when he talks about inside he's like oh it's like it's made of clay yeah and this game also has that kind of feeling like it's there's no glitchiness to be found everything's solid when you bump up against something it moves in the exact way you think it should mm -hmm. and like there's a lot of time spent in the physics engine I think to make it just feel really good and people who love cats made this game because there's so much silly shit. Like when a bucket gets stuck on your head, it's not just like a little cut. It acts like a cat with a bucket on its head. It freaks yeah. the hell out. Sure, sure. Around. Um, the setting's cool. It The puzzles are challenging, but not hard. Like yeah. it's just enough to get you through and you're like, that's oh, entertaining, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, the story, quote unquote, is really just trying to get out of a city, but they add like characters and elements to it. That make it entertaining. You have a little buddy with you the whole time who's like talking to you and explaining things. Nice. <laughs> when the cat puts his vest on and just falls over. I've heard that's a moment that people have talked. I've heard about it's that. It's so because like have you ever put clothes on a cat? No. Like they just go and they, they just they just it. tree over. Yeah, like this fall over. That's awesome. But yeah, it's just really polished. It was really good. Sable loved it. She loves cats. Sable loves kitties, and it's Sable would sit on the couch and watch like mm -hmm. me play that whole game pretty right. much. Um, I think the platinum's not too hard to get either. I just didn't have time to get it. It's like it. a speed run trophy, as you might be kind of. There's at. one part where you have to run. It's like the first time they introduce the little bugs that mm -hmm. jump on you and try to attack you. That's like why humanity's gone. Is these little bugs ate every mammal? Assumedly, it's kind of what you they imply. Some games on this podcast. It's literally in the first I'm just hour. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they literally show up in the intro, essentially, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have to run through this long alleyway, and they're trying to jump at you. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it's a really hard trophy because you have to not get touched by a single one, but the game's trying to teach you what they do when they touch you. Right. So, like, they, you have to have, like, almost frame-perfect running to get and through. And do you only get one shot at getting this you trophy? You can do, like, a save file thing ah. where you, as soon as you realize you messed up, you have to turn off and right, right, right. turn it back on. I see, It'll I see. save once you fail at the end. Yep. So that can be annoying, but you can do that thing where you go off the cloud and have a separate safe. I did that with the quarry when I was trying to get trophies. Ah, uh, yes, the quarry. Yeah. Um, <gasps> might I talk about the quarry? And Soon. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It got nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah, I feel like that was like their token sort of indie pick. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I feel like there's maybe a better, if you're at like the indie representation, 
What would you have picked? Like Cult of the Lamb? <laughs> Isn't that your game of the year? Why are you sighing? Don't spoil. <laughs> oh, don't spoil, she says. My list. <laughs> well, Cult of the Lamb's great, but not... There's a certain type or of Or like, game. I, I don't know, like... I guess I guess my whole thing was stray and why I wasn't interested in it and I'm probably I I'm, love kitties. I might play it. I love kitties. Headaches. <laughs> kitties. But like I guess to me I'd be more interested in playing a game about being a cat rather than a game where you play as a cat. If that makes sense. You just want a game where you're pooping in a litter box? Well, I don't know, around? like, because like I think it was put very well. I forget who said this. Somebody on a podcast I was listening to, where it's like. The idea was like, okay, the game is you're a cat. And they just put a bunch of game stuff around it instead of like being designing the game around being a cat. They're like, okay, there's jumping and there's dodging, but you're just a cat. Instead of like, how can this be more cat focused? I don't, and I don't know if that's true. I've played the game, but it's pretty cat focused. Yeah. Like, you can't fight anything because you're focused. a cat. <laughs> nice. I mean, what's the cat song? We're not singing the cat song. Uh, meow, 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 meow. All right. Anything more about Stray? I liked it. Good. Uh, this is another game that didn't come out this year, but I'm giving a special shout out to. I promise I'll talk about actual games that came out this year. Uh, Return to Monkey Island, mm. which is a game I've only put about an hour and a half into. Yeah. But I really, really loved it because I love point and click adventure games. I'm a huge fan of Day of the Tentacle and Full Throttle and like some of those early Telltale games before they got all narrative focused. Yeah. Um, and I really loved it, but I stopped because I wanted to go and play. I haven't played the original Monkey Islands, like the Escape from Monkey Island and Secret of Monkey Island. I actually bought Secret of Monkey Island on Steam. So I'm going to play that. But Return to Monkey Island, beautiful game. Looks like a cartoon. Hilarious writing. Great jokes. Is it better than Pajama Sam? I mean, Pajama Sam's pretty good, man. Or Putt-Putt's something. Putt-Putt saves a zoo. Putt-Putt does everything. Putt-Putt's be doing everything. Uh, but yeah, great game. Ron Gilbert came back and just said, I'm going to drop a absolute throwback and love letter to the genre he sort of helped make famous in a way. It's it's a great game. Really want to play it. Or keep keep playing it. I'm going to beat Secret of Monkey Island and then go back to it. Because there's, nice. there's a lot of references to the old ones. Do you want to spoil it like I've been doing? I can't spoil it. I didn't finish it. Oh, I'll spoil it for you and Google it now. Say it. <laughs> Don't. Um, and Tell yeah. Tell the little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, had another, you have so many more games. You played this one with me. We did. This is The Quarry. The Quarry. That's the last thing we streamed together, I think. It is. Great game. Months ago. We Months need to stream ago. more. Well, I love the quarry. So good. I I saw some pretty divisive takes on it. I think a lot of people have until dawn shoved in their cranium forever, and nothing's gonna hold up. Until dawn's really good. Until dawn is an absolutely fantastic game. Yeah. So this is from Supermassive Games, the same people that made Until Dawn. They've made the Dark Pictures anthology most recently, right. which are episodic games. They've and we've played four out of five. We haven't played the newest one. No. But we're pretty super massive fans. <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, is she going to do the joke? I'm like, yeah, she is. I did it. And uh, we play every all of their games. Yeah. Because I really like story-based, choice-based games. Like, that's my vibe. Yeah. Their art style is fantastic. Really nicely animated. Very minimal glitches. Mm -hmm. um, some of them don't quite hit as good. I Like, there's some of the dark pictures I didn't quite like. I don't think any of the dark pictures have hit. Man Dan did not like very much. Little Hope was okay. Little Hope was okay. I didn't play House of Ashes. You did. I liked House of Ashes. And I haven't played the new one. Is there another one? There's another one. What's the other one? Well, the one that just came out uh, 
It's the one the where devil you're in like in, a, the devil in it's me. It's like a jigsaw yeah, kind of the vibe. Yeah, devil in me. Yes, there was another one though. I think it's just the four. Hmm. Well, the quarry is the other one. And then the quarry isn't dark pictures. It's like they're next until dawn. Like well, yeah, as much effort into until dawn is put into the quarry well it's kind of shocked this game came out because i knew that they've been making the dark pictures game since for like a couple years now two teams and they just kind of shat i was was like i don't remember hearing anything about this game they said it launched like came out like a like they announced it and a month later it came out no they were they announced it oh did they yeah it it was kind of like not marketed very much though no and i think why we love these games so much and why maybe your mileage may vary is that like they're obviously best played in a group setting yeah and i have a really good group of friends yeah we all get together them. and we all get to have pick a character and... and that is the way to play we these games the movie mode yeah it's awesome yeah but yeah i liked Corey a lot too it was a great game good character like good characters yeah they were good at finding like a balance between ones that are annoying but still likable with ones that are just straight up annoying and ones that are only likable like Yeah, well it's just those You same, don't want anyone to die. Those horror movie tropes, right? There's always a jockey dummy and a hot popular but, like, girl the and a nerdy girl. It was nice. Like, yeah, it subverts I mean? and that did they, they that until dawn too with Mike, right? Yeah. It sort of subverts your expectations. Like this time it was Jacob who yeah. You know, you think he's going to be a douchebag, misogynistic kind of guy, but he actually gets his heart broken. He, he's a sad boy for most yeah. of the game, and you're like, oh, and you kind of care about him. He says dumb stuff because he's an yeah. idiot. But uh, and there's also tons of different options with the quarry. I yeah. think what really sucks about this type of game is people don't appreciate it be- when they only play it once and don't look any further. Like, don't peel right. back the onion to see how much effort they put in. There are so many endings. Like, yeah. same with Until Dawn. Everyone can survive. Everyone can die. There's a secondary element to it. I won't spoil it. It can affect everyone. I admire your friends. Thank you. But like, (laughs) and I've gotten, I've gone down like the rabbit hole of looking at the trees of decisions and stuff. This doesn't have, you know, I do love Detroit Becomes Human's trees to see exactly what, like, Mm. that was the best part of Detroit Become Human. Let's be real. Like, you could actually see what percentage of people picked everything and it flowed down like a nice flow chart. Sure. That doesn't have this doesn't have that but that's fine doesn't need it but i've like poked into what if brenda song's character did this mm-hmm. and you and you're like oh my god that would have completely changed it like two acts later then right. they wouldn't have been at the train yard and this wouldn't happen and this yeah. wouldn't happen. like there's so much effort put into that there's i think there's something like 90 something endings yeah. and like yeah a lot of them are the same with like certain elements changed sure. but they still each have unique cutscenes to yeah. them. All those 90 endings have unique elements that require cutscenes and animations and voice acting and all this. They put a ton of effort in. Absolutely. And for, you know, 85 to 90% of players, all they do is start it and play through it once, if that. Yeah. So all they see is, like, one storyline. Sure. Um. And, yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's also cool that, like, there's people like us who, like, play through. Like, you try to get the platinum. But I try, you- but it was horrible. Oh. Well, it's and, and it is grading to play through a game multiple times. And when you know everything. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's a cool game that you can revisit, like, every Halloween, for example, would mm. be fun. Like, you do a scary movie. Like, I love showing Until Dawn to people who have never played it, oh, right? Oh, it's so fun. Like, still for my money, top, fi- uh, top five PS4 game exclusive. 2015? Yeah. It's awesome. It's an incredible game. Corey, very, very good. Not quizzes Until Dawn for no, me, I was but, say, but is very, it very than good. Until Dawn, no, but it's but really good. I, I would, I would probably, you know, I'd love to run through it on stream again this year during Halloween. I think it'd yeah. be a lot of fun. I kind of, I'm at that point now where it's a little bit ruined for me because I literally know everything. Yeah, but like maybe like you know, ten months from now, you might yeah, be maybe. more keen to go back. I could just watch you play it. That's true too. 
Yeah, but yeah, great game. I love great brief pick. I feel like that one sort of got lost in the shuffle, People but it was really, really good. I didn't hear it in like anyone's list on yeah. pods I was listening to. No, it's good. It's very good. Leo Vader actually shouted it out. I heard that. Yeah, on Max. Yeah, yeah, he did shout it out, and he also plays with a big group of friends, so maybe that's what it that, is. That is the key, I think. Yeah. I think. All right, are, are we at the top three for everybody now? Is that yeah. where you're at? Yeah. That was your three. All right. Well, actually... That was my four. Oh right, because you move stuff around. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go into the threes because. <laughs> There's actually games that came out this year that I've played that I actually have something substantial to talk Michael, about. I know. Good job. I'm going to give a shout out. I feel like I'm the only person on the internet or anywhere who's going to shout out this game. I'm going to shout out Islets, which is a is 2D indie Metroidvania. Uh, Islets? Islets, yes. I-S-L-E-T-S, as in multiple islands. Oh. You saw me play this game. It's on the Switch. And it was during my little bout of unemployment. Oh, and it was cute. Yeah, yeah super cute, right? Um, so it's essentially oh. just a charming little... That's not what that is. Wow, I There's did There's like a up. pancreatic disease called this, too. We're what not talking you? about the pancreatic disease. We're talking about the, <laughs> the lovely game. Nintendo... It's actually it's on Steam and Xbox as well. I played a Nintendo Switch. Mm. Um, indie Metroidvania. You play as this cute little mouse. Capybara? No, he's a mouse. Huh. They call him a mouse. So he doesn't really look like a mouse, but no. he is a mouse. And yeah, you know... It's Metroidvania. You jump, you double jump, you bounce off walls, you explore, you make the map bigger, you get more abilities to make... You know, it's nothing new in that sense, but it's just so well-crafted, mm. well-designed, really cute story, really endearing characters. I really liked... You know, it's all very... They all have little beep, 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 beep voices and stuff. Like it's that. very, very sweet. That tickles my brain. Um, great soundtrack. I really liked how... So, like, the idea is there's five scattered islands, and you have to... Uh, unlock a core on each one that brings them together. So you have sort of like one mini map and then you unlock another island, hit their core, they come together to create a new map that's sort of combining both maps you had. As you're unlocking more islands, you unlock more maps and the map changes. Like connecting one island opens up a tunnel that wasn't there before. So you have a new access point, new places to explore. Shit. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, yeah, I feel like nobody played this game. It's made by like one person, two people, I think. Uh -huh. Um, and like the guy, it's actually really sweet. Like the guy, the composer posted the whole soundtrack on YouTube. It has like 4,000 views. Like nobody's, Aww. nobody's talking about it. Yeah. It's a great game. Uh, we're going to put footage here in the middle for y'all to check out. Um, I put him on this. Everyone's like, what's Islets? What's Islets? Uh, it's really, really good. Again, it's not like a groundbreaking Metroidvania. It's not Hollow Knight level. It's not Symphony of the Night, mm. but it's really, really well made. I really enjoyed it. Maybe it was the time I played the it. Screenshots look adorable. It's really sweet. I think everyone should check it out. It's like 20 bucks on the eShop. And on Steam. Yeah. I'm sure it's on sale all the time. Check it out. Yeah. Really cool game. I can't really say much. Like, it's again, it's not that groundbreaking. But it's just a really well-made Metroidvania that I really, really dug. So, yeah. check it out. Islets. Cool. Really good game. Love that. Yeah. That's your, was that your three or just a mention? That's a three. Oh. It's the third game. Top three of the game here. Gotcha. <laughs> so you, it's your turn. Oh. Well, I'd love to talk about my next one. It's really good. Okay. So I had it on eight, actually, like, a uh -huh. week ago when I tweeted my list. Right. But then I played more, and now it's my three. Oh, wow. I love it. I'm, I'm, I think I don't know what it is, but please. It's Pentiment. Pentiment. Yeah. This game looks awesome. It's awesome. So it's from Obsidian. Uh, yes. It's an adventure game. It's... Adventure puzzle game, adventure would you say? click. Point and click point puzzle and click game? Adventure game. Yeah. Um, and you are this guy named Andreas Mahler, and it takes place in, I think, the 1400s. You're in a city called Tassing, which is a real place. Um, I think in Germany, and you uh, are there and you work as a scriptographer, which is someone 
back before the printing press was invented, although this is the era where the printing press is getting invented. Mm-hmm. I wrote my thesis on this. This is probably why I'm such you're a so, huge You're such a nerd, nerd board, eh? I'm yeah. such a nerd. So back when I was in uh, my undergrad, I wrote my thesis on when uh, there was no access to um, medical texts, um, and then the printing press was getting invented. Like, there were certain artists that were really prolific, and they cut open... they they grave robbed and cut open bodies and then they were such good artists they could draw things perfectly as if it was a picture yep. and it revolutionized medicine because mm-hmm. it's essentially like <laughs> it's like if someone sent you a text and said turn left turn right and then go up the street versus google maps like sure. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. they changed the game so i think that type of time is really interesting this isn't about medicine this game it's like it dabbles in medicine but it's all about Andreas, and you choose his backstory, you choose what cities he's been to before, and you can choose, like, does he know a little Italian? Does he know a little French? Does he know a little uh, Latin? Yeah. And then that affects, like, sometimes someone will talk to you, and you, like, really want to talk to them, but they only know Latin. If you didn't choose the Latin, you can't talk mm-hmm. to them. You're like, oh, like, I can't speak with you properly. Oh, well. Yeah. But that guy might have told you the juiciest tidbit, and the whole premise is... Well, at least the first act. It's not a spoiler. It happens frequently. There's a murder that happens in Tassing. So, spoiler. Uh, you work in the Abbot. There's a lot, and this is accurate. There's a lot of dispute between the Christian uh, uh, peasants mm-hmm. and the much more wealthy Abbot house. Um, and during this time is when they were implementing laws that essentially said, like, before that, there was really pagan rituals. Like, everyone had a rights to whatever they could find in the forest. Yep. You could. You know, when you grew your wheat, it was your wheat, and you took it in, and you ate it, or you traded it, and it was very much, you know, basic in terms mm-hmm. of trading and everything. But, of course, when the Christian church kind of started taking over those areas of Europe, uh, taxes got implemented. Um, they weren't allowed to go into the woods to scavenge for things anymore. This made everybody really pissed off. Even though they were very Christian people, they were pissed off at, like, the abbots and, like, the right. people who resided in those abbots very comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of bad blood between the abbot and the people. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm so into it. None of this is about the game, though, what you're saying. I know. It's just the history of it. Okay. And which is great. <laughs> I love it. I, I know. That's awesome. And it seems... I've watched you play it. It seems awesome. The art style is very cool. It's yep. 2D, flat. It's like a book. Yeah. So when you go to a new area of the map, it turns a page like a book. Very cool. Very cool. When you talk to people, if they're more simple, they'll have very simple script, yep. and you can hear the scribbles. And there's one guy in town who is a printmaker, and his text comes out like a printmaker's print, and the sound sounds like the printing press. Mm-hmm. So that's like there's like little details like that. Sure. And you can influence people. Um, if you get really friendly with someone, they could help you out later. If you're not friendly with certain people later on, it can come back to bite you. You can suggest who you think killed the person and it can come back. You could get it wrong. And then it's just like, you're just like, oops, I just condemned that person to death. My bad. So like lots of branching paths, lots of possible solutions. And I'm not Googling anything. Nor should you, obviously. Because I just wanted to go through, but I'm excited to see. I'm not quite done yet, so it might be even higher. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, if I finish, I've been trying to finish it this week. Sure. But 
I I would imagine there's tons of ways to do it because oh, yeah. I failed on a ton of persuasions. Like I was like, hey, you want to tell me about this? And then it shows you everything you've done that's pissed them off or made them happy. And they'll have little indicators that right. that was good or that was bad. Mm-hmm. And then it'll either persuade them and they'll say, oh, fine, Andreas, I'll tell you or I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, they're like, screw off. And they just walk away. And you're like, damn it, I really needed that info. And if you don't yes. have that info, you might not know who murdered somebody or not okay. know a key element of the story. And it's just super, I'm like, I love history of science. That's right, one right. of my degrees is in history of science. And it's just for me. Like, right. It's, it was, it yeah. feels like it was made it's a game, for It's a game for nerds. It's a game for <laughs> reading nerds. Yeah, it's a game for nerds. Yeah. I'm really, I'm excited to play it too. I love, You'll it. love it. I know, I can't wait. I'm gonna, super I've been trying good. to like not pay attention because I don't want it to be spoiled for me. So, yeah, but yeah. it looks great. Um, definitely gonna check it out. on Game Pass Writing's as well. Amazing. Shoutouts to Game Pass. Shoutouts to Game Pass, eh? Just like incredible service. I know. <laughs> Played so many games this year because of Game Pass. It's awesome. It's dangerous to have so many things in one place, but goddamn, is it? Can yeah, be. I know it can be daunting, but yeah, shout out to Game Pass. A lot of games that I have like nine games I even started downloaded from. Game Played Pentiment. I feel like no one. Like, it's on people's list for sure. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I feel like people don't talk about. It sort of came out late in the year, so I feel like it might be getting overlooked. It sort of got came out like I think it came out the same week as like God of War Ragnarok. I can also see how it wouldn't be a lot of people's cup of tea. But no, it's cool. It's cool. Like this is like now that Microsoft owns obsidian and their obsidian gets to make these kinds of games like that's really cool like keep yeah. making cool stuff like this. this is like the writer of this Fantastic game writing is also the writer of like fallout new vegas yeah so no, i can cool. like night in the woods is like my favorite writing this is up there with it nice. like, it's amazingly like you look at horizon forbidden west mm-hmm. and then look at this like this has writing like eight million percent better than horizon forbidden west yes it's just like Horizon forbidden west bad game pentiment good game <laughs> you can't fight dinosaurs <laughs> screw <laughs> yet Yes. Cool, Pentiment. Excited to play it. Everyone. Sorry, everyone I went on a really big. You did. I had to stop you because you're like, I'm just gonna give the entire history. I was going a bit, a bit crazy. Thank you for roping me. In. <laughs> We're doing this year the new podcast. We rope people I'll stop in. Stop you when you talk about Elder Ring. I'm very brief. I think I've been very brief with my answers. Uh, okay, number two game for me this year. Uh, it's actually this was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I think obviously. Elden Ring's number one. We'll talk about that in a bit. But this game came dangerously close because the more I played it and the more I thought about it, the more I love it. And it's Immortality. Oh. Which is a... They're going to say something else. What? Well, my number two. Oh, we'll God, no. in a second. Oh. I mean, that's Sorry. I, I like that game, too. Oh, God, no. We'll Drag. talk about it when you talk about it. Uh, but... Yeah, this is a game I downloaded on a whim. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. On Game it. Pass. Again, shoutouts to Game Pass. What is up with Game Pass? It's awesome. It's the best. Um, it's uh, it's hard to describe Immortality without saying, just go just go play it. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix, for God's sake. You can play it on Netflix. What? Yeah, it's cool. You can play That's it through hilarious. Phone. But essentially, it's a game you are playing the role sort of of a footage archiver, and you're searching through... These three lost films by a, you know, disappeared actress, Marissa Marcel. And, you know, you're, you're going, you're watching these clips and you sort of click on the clip. And it takes you to a different clip and you're going through all these clips and it's all kind of just like, okay, we're trying to find some clue. And then the shit hit the fan. I don't want to spoil it because I really, everyone go, please play Immortality. I'm going to look directly at the camera. Please play Immortality. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah, to say you sort of start Things get spooky, things get weird, yeah. things also get profoundly beautiful and sad. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if, if you're not going to play this game, please go watch Jacob Geller's video on Immortality. It's, it pretty much summarizes exactly why I love it. Um, you love him. I do. He's great. Shout out to Jacob Geller. 
great great youtuber great guy um but yeah immortality is just so good i can't I, it's really hard to talk about and anyone who's played this game will tell you the same thing but you're just you're the what, what you discover and you can play this game i did it in two sittings you could probably do it in one i would recommend doing it in one if you yeah. can yeah. like sit down how long is it like six hours okay but like sit down on a saturday night wrap yourself in a blanket pour yourself a cup of tea or a glass of wine yeah. And really just submerge yourself in it because it has so much to offer. And it's a beautiful, beautiful game. And yeah. the more I thought about it, the more it stuck with me. It has maybe my favorite moment of gaming this year. Yeah. Uh, which I can't talk about without explicitly spoiling That's it. Fair. Uh, but yeah, please play Immortality. It's so goddamn good. Sam Barlow, creator of, uh, you know, Her Story and Telling Lies, Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Uh, just great great visionary nice. um her name escapes me but the actress who played marissa marcel marion thought she was gonna win like she should have won and no you're wrong christopher judge great guy way too Game long to step in speech there chris thanks for the <laughs> steam deck um <laughs> but uh she was robbed and i will die on this hill what <laughs> you said that so passionately you're like and she was robbed <laughs> she was <laughs> she was absolutely robbed for some Made engage, I want to say your name is. Well, I'm gonna Google it. Eh, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Sure. Immortality actress. Made engage. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, play mortality. It fucking rules. So good. It's on Netflix. What are you doing? You're probably watching Love Island. Go play Immortality instead on Netflix. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love no. I love no. Love Island. Nice. All right. Number two for you uh, okay so i'm embarrassed of don't be embarrassed two. i'm embarrassed too but don't be embarrassed i'm embarrassed but if i want to be truly honest and speak my truth mm -hmm. overwatch 2 that's not embarrassing two. it is because people dunk donkey dunk well on rightly this. so they dunk on and it. super fair i'm not even mad rightly so uh for those of you who are not involved with overwatch tings <laughs> it's just a mess it is so paid up it's just it's become a little they just are selling skins now. That's for like the purpose. 20 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. it became free to play. Cool. Love that. More people can play. Yeah. And like, yes, the cosmetic stuff doesn't affect me because I'm not going to ever buy cosmetics. I'm never going to. We, well, we have them all. I, I've been playing since launch. Launch in May 2016. I literally played the day it came out. Yep. Overwatch means a lot to me. I play it all the time. I find it very, it's one of my relaxing games, to be me too. honest. Like, I just find Absolutely. it Absolutely. We play, we, we play it together almost every day. Yeah. Almost every day. Uh, and I totally get people's qualms with it. It it feels a little grimy these days. Like, it just very much feels like a money machine. Blizzard in general feels a little grimy these days. Blizzard's insanely problematic. I feel yeah. gross about that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just tough to love something and have all these things going wrong with it. Sure. Like, that's just hard. And that's kind of why I'm embarrassed about it. But, like, I play it so much. And you have fun. And I have fun. That's all that matters. Yes, but we still have to be mindful of, of course. the shitty things of that course. surround oh, 100%. the media we consume. Absolutely. And as someone who is a woman in the game space who's had issues with men in the game space, also, yeah. I really resonate with all the problems that Blizzard has, mm -hmm. uh, or the women of Blizzard have. Um, and it's just really frustrating that men have made it so I can't enjoy this thing. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. they did this, and they messed it up, and they make me feel guilty about a thing that I used to be really passionate about and this but. is and yeah and wonderfully said elegantly said and this is not to diminish anything of what you just said at all no i'm being 100 serious oh, okay. because 
even if none of that was true, which all of it is, mm-hmm. Overwatch 2 would still be fucking annoying because it's a grindy pay-to-win. Not pay-to-win. It's, it's not, not pay-to-win. But, like, it's a mess, right? Like, Overwatch 1 and, like, the whole thing was, like, Overwatch 2, right? That trailer came out, like, three years ago. Yeah. And it's, like, we're adding... PvE. PvE. It's not here yet. We don't... It's, like, maybe this year? Who knows? We don't know when yeah. it's coming. Um. So they basically just, you know, they turned 6v6 into 5v5. Not a bad change. I good, like that change. Good change, I think. New maps are cool, except for push. But but see, like you play it, and we're they're, they're still missing like seven old maps that aren't are there anymore. Yeah, it's like okay, so you took my game, you put you slapped a two on it, you took content out. It's yeah, you're giving me new content, which you know it used to be if you played Overwatch, if you got a level, you got a loot box, which would have a random chance to give you a skin. But at least it was like you could get you could you could I didn't spend a dime on Overwatch in years, and I got pretty much everything because I played all the time. Yeah. I have every a legendary skin for everyone. I'm fine. Absolutely. I have like six for everyone. Now I'm like, there's a, like right now in the Overwatch store, at the time of recording, there's a sick Reinhardt skin. He's a Minotaur. Mm. Looks awesome. $20. The little one's sick. $20. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Blizzard. No I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. Um, I'm, not, I'm never buying one. No. And like. People get bullied in chat for wearing Yeah. Them. And the thing is, if you if they see you wearing a skin, they're like, you fucking, you whale. You bought it. <laughs> um, That's another thing that I didn't even touch on. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's Overwatch 1 with uh, with um, skins that cost money. And there are changes that change. And you know why I like it? Because my friends are playing it again. It reminds me of 2016 when I was 22 yeah. years old yeah, and absolutely. I had more free time and I had more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's sad that it's nostal- that Overwatch is nostalgic for me now. It's not even that old. And it's like but it low-key is. The thing you're saying, it's like, it's true. Like, when you're playing over, and there's a lot of frustrating things when you're playing Overwatch because, like, and, and it's, the misogyny. It, well, just, I'm talking from a gameplay perspective, but yes, absolutely that. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it just sucks because you get rolled, but, like, there are moments, like... They have really a lot of fun. Like, there's moments where I play Overwatch, and I'm like, I've never felt so satisfied in a multiplayer game. Yeah. When I when I hit a perfect ultimate, when I make a great play, when me and you communicate in such a way where we kill the whole team. Yeah. Feels awesome. Yeah. Um, I hope that 2023, and you know what, this this last season was better than season one in terms of, like... Battle Pass rewards. I hope they keep building to something better. I hope Blizzard has a better 2023 ahead because, like, Diablo 4 is coming out and I'm looking forward to it, but yeah. it's also going to have a Battle Pass. I'm like, oh my God. It's just a... I hope that Blizzard is on the up and up. The there, there, there have been some changes in that company that seem to be for the better. Hopefully. So, but yeah. Overwatch 2 is a great game mired in a bunch of nonsense. And I totally get why people are, like, dunking on it. Don't get me wrong. I'm embarrassed to say that I liked it a lot. You're just going to put it at 10 and not and not 2. But I'm being honest. I know. Like, You're not as person. I have more fun with it than other games. Yeah. And the thing is, there's so much potential that in that world, right? Like, you look at something like Arcane or that cyberpunk show that came out. I'm like, where's my Overwatch Netflix show? Oh my god, it'd be amazing. Like, the, the cutscenes are still great. They make me cry. They're so good. Yeah. Like, the character in the world the is are, are so incredible. And they're just like, I, I just, wish Blizzard knew what they had and they just made... That Arcane show's amazing. Yeah. As long as I wasn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that I know everything about overwatch yeah any every voice line every skin every emote every like little nuance to the meta like i covered overwatch back when i was still working in games journalism that was like my beat yeah i knew everything about it i covered the overwatch league i knew who the best players were i knew everything about the game when there was a slight tweet to roadhog i would write like a long post about how it's gonna affect the meta like i knew everything and that kind of shit stays with you yep 
and it it's hard to pick up like a new shooter and someone's like like I was trying to play Valorant with some of our friends and I'm so bad and they're yeah. all so good and they're saying things like they're like hallway hallway to lamps hallway to lamps Haley go to lamps and I'm just like ah! like I just don't know but it's so like comfy to go to Overwatch yeah. and someone yells at me I made it I made it and I'm like I got you and like you just know exactly yeah, what to do for like sure. I can't I, I can't find that anywhere else. I've been world. trying to fill that multiplayer hole in my heart for a lot of years and it, I've tried Halo, I've tried Apex, I redownloaded Fortnite. I don't know, we'll see how it goes. I'm intrigued. I want to I can I look you want to play Fortnite. But, like Fortnite's a great comparison no Overwatch build, too because they had that no build, they had that update this year that essentially just re made the game more of a fort like a sequel than Overwatch 2 is, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, Overwatch 2 a good game. We're kind of dunking on it, so we'll move on, but I feel like we should. We did. We it, we, we gave we give Overwatch it its props. Two. We give it its props. We co we critiqued it. Hopefully, looking at a better twenty twenty three. I'm probably gonna play it after we're done recording this. So, what do probably. I know? Okay. Well, now it's time for my number one, <gasps> which unsurprising no one is uh, Elden Ring. Was God of War not even on your radar? I barely played it. That's I didn't put it on mine because I barely played. It. I barely played it. So like everyone's like, "Where's God of War Ragnarok?" I put six hours in. I'm gonna finish it. I, I am just, gonna finish it. Too. I just got busy. Other things. I'm playing Persona Five Royal. It takes a lot of my time. I just started pentiment i was like wow <laughs> i will play god of war ragnarok the six hours i played were really good it would be on this list if i played it more i put six hours on. i put 600 hours into elden ring this year oh my god across three consoles um so i'm a <sighs> lunatic um he, i came into the living room and he was like oh my last trophy and i was like you've gotten the platinum what are you talking about and he was you just booted up the p we have a ps5 and a ps4 mm -hmm. you're just getting it on ps4 for vibes yeah i have two platinums for elden ring what does that do to yeah i get a lot of bitches <laughs> what's the dopamine effect for you with that because you clearly get a shit ton of dopamine from this i it's not so much a dopamine it's just more like i Pretty like sure. can i just talk about why i like elden ring i give you lots of time to talk about overwatch can i talk about I my dopamine game from uh from talking about olden times in the printing press <laughs> <laughs> because to be quite honest i was a little worried about elden ring before mm. it came out obviously i was really excited highly anticipated you know it was announced years ago and it's finally coming out it's an open world and the game is essentially open world dark souls 4 which is awesome but That's i famously beautiful. dunk in open world games don't love them <laughs> i don't like a map filled with doodads i don't like a bunch of stuff being like hey go here hey go here but Elden Ring doesn't do any of that, which is why I love it. You literally walk out and they go, there's like one guy you can talk to. He's like, yeah, maybe you should go that way. But like, you don't have to. Mm. So it's not like Breath of the Wild in that way or the original yeah. Zelda. It's like, go wherever you want. Um, and yeah, that first playthrough of Elden Ring is some of the best gaming I've ever had in my life. You were so happy. I was immersed in it, you know, and I, when I play these Souls games, a lot of people are like, let's all hop in Discord and co-op it together. I'm like, nope, not for me. I played with a few of them. Yeah, and that's a super valid way to play it. For me, I like going in, I don't read anything, I don't look up anything, I just go. Get a six-pack. I don't I talk to anybody, I just want to experience the game, and... It surpassed my expectations in ways that I didn't even think like expectations I even had. Yeah. With Elden Ring, I think some of the best bosses that FromSoft's ever designed, some of the worst ones too. Don't get me wrong. Because there's so many. There's so many, and the game has issues, right? Like I'm not going to be ten. It's a perfect game. There's a, there's a lot of bloat. There's a bunch of dungeons that have a bunch of nothing in them. Yeah. But none of that matters on your first playthrough because there's so much to explore. Like 
I missed three giant areas my first playthrough. Like I was talking, when I finally finished it, I talked to my brother and other people. They're like, oh, did you not go to that giant cave? I was like, no, there's a whole, like, I missed endings. I missed stuff that was I didn't even know was there. I remember it was in, like, the hub area. Yeah. And I rolled down a hallway and landed in a pit. And there was a guy to fight. And you're like, where the heck is yeah, that? Never like, did that. That never. was like my first two hours yeah. of the game. So I think, and I think it so speaks a lot to Elden Ring how much it was in the cultural zeitgeist this year. Like, yeah. people who don't give a shit about Dark Souls or Bloodborne or Sekiro are like, I'll stream it and I'll love it. And it's everywhere. It's, it's you know, I, you don't. You don't need to hear me talk about it. I've talked about it. Everyone knows how good Elden Ring is. I'll stop you when you, like, you stop me with Pentiment. Don't worry. But, uh, All yeah. your points are still good. It's a great game. It's uh, It doesn't hold up on repeat playthroughs because how could it? Because once you know where to go and where everything is, it doesn't... It's like quarry. That's just like open world games. Like, well, I know where that sword I want is, so why would I go to this? I don't have to go to that part of the map. But you like that kind of aspect, too. The sure. mastering of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just when it's an open world game, the bloat kind of like, I can yeah. run through Dark Souls 1 in like three hours. That's crazy. Uh, you know, if I know if I know exactly what Would to do. Would it take me like 16? It's like 60. Was it that long? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just fine. Uh, but yeah, Elden Ring really good. It's, yeah, my it game of, it's my game of the year. That I mean, what did we expect? I, you know, Immortality came really close. I will say that. Really? Came very, very no close. Way. It I did. That's crazy. It was right there, and I thought of even today as thinking about it. I'm like, did I like immortality more? The answer is no. There's moments in immortality. The moment immortality that stuck out to me the most was better than anything in Elden that Ring. That might be your favorite moment. In that's games a different that conversation, happen. though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's our sort of long, quicker. That was more of a game of the year episode than Hotline Miami episode, but that was fun. I saw my game of the year. Oh, you still have one? Yeah. I was not Overwatch two. No, it was my second. Oh right, sorry. Go I on. Was embarrassed. You don't care. Yeah. Horizon Forbidden West DLC it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> That's my game of the year. <laughs> the unreleased DLC for my number five game. Dead um, by Daylight. Oh, it should be. My game of the year is Call to the Lamb. Nice. Love, love, loved it. Love it. Tell it's me about so it. good. Well, I know people probably know a lot about it because it was also up there for best indie and stuff. Yeah. Um, very cool, one, very cool Twitch integration and stuff. That I need to talk about that. I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a really cute little roguelite. You are this adorable little lamb, and the gameplay is split between going out and doing runs and getting resources and fighting things and getting more powerful, and then coming back to your little town, and you are a cult leader, and all your little followers are these adorable little animals. They have a short lifespan. They only live, like... 15 days in game mm -hmm. so you kind of use them and you, they grow food they worship you to, to upgrade your stuff um there's a whole there's a bunch of tiered systems to not only improve your cult but yourself and your abilities and your weapons and all there's like a ton of really satisfying just like tier stuff going on yeah and it's just such a cute art style so unique breath the breath of fresh air i ordered the vinyl and a bunch of merch i rarely order merch but yeah. i ordered a bunch of Cult of the Lamb merch. I actually messaged them the other day because I ordered it in September. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't remember if it was like a... Shipping next year kind of deal? Yeah. And I was like, hi. I was like, I'm really excited. I just want to check. They're like, it's Q1 2023 is when it's coming. I was like, yay. He's like, yeah, yeah. He like wrote back all excited <laughs> for me. I was like, I nice. love this game. They even have cute people working in their merch department. Nice. But uh, yeah, I think it had a great balance between fighting and coming back and making your cult cozy like i spent a ton of hours laying out my cult mm -hmm. and making new buildings doing the tier trees for those and kind of expediting that process so i could have a shit ton of cult right people and then they just self 
manage themselves because I had a farm where they could grow food. I had all their beds maxed out so they woke up every morning super happy. Mm -hmm. They all went and prayed to me in the church and they loved me and I set it up so that, um, you know, once they got old, they got uh, used, sacrificed, but they all loved it. See, like, I made it so that that Why was... Why being so weird about it? Because I killed old little animals. That's fine. That's the point <laughs> of the game. I messed up. But, uh, I know. <laughs> being a little bit weird. But, uh, so I... different. I kill you, animals. <laughs> but you can set up these, like, decisions where you can choose whether they're scared of death yep. so that they work really hard to avoid being killed by you, mm -hmm. or they, like, look forward to death, and they're like, oh, please kill me, kill me, and they get, like, excited about it. So mm -hmm. I set up a situation where... <laughs> Like, old people were really excited to die because as soon as they get old, they can't work. Right. They're just a resource um, drain, mm -hmm. which is super sad to think about. <laughs> yeah. But I just would be like, and just sacrifice, and everyone would be so happy, and it worked out really well. But the Twitch integration stuff's really cool, too. So, like, I played it on Twitch quite a bit, and your viewers can become your Twitch or become your cult. Uh, characters mm -hmm. and so instead of having a little random name it'll have your their twitch handle yep and they can't control it once in the game but they can choose what it looks like they can choose what animal they're going to be nice and what color they are and what little shirt they have on mm -hmm. and then once they're in there it's just like really fun to like either you know like yeah, I was playing and one of my listeners was like, oh, I want to be an otter and he was an otter but then he started like telling everyone that I'm not the true like god mm -hmm. so i had to put him in jail and like that person watching was like what the heck take me out and i'm like go to jail like that kind of that stuff's really unique and really fun mm -hmm. very cool and then they can decide whether things are harder for you or easier for you and they can do a vote and essentially be like oh the next time you do a trial it's gonna be way harder than normal because they yeah. all are stinky and mad at you mm -hmm. it's just great I really recommend it. Nice. I put a ton of hours into it. Yeah, it's, it strikes a cool balance between like roguelike combat and, and farming, farming farming simulator. Yeah, which was really cool. And then in a year of like, there's a lot of farming simulators that came out this year. Mm. Probably too many. Yeah. But uh, but also a lot of cool like you know cozy simulation games that you know that we that you didn't play. Cult of Lambs, very very cool. I still haven't played it. Really want to. Uh, I will at some point. You'd love it. I'm sure, I'm sure I would. I love roguelikes. But see, I'm more interested in like, the roguelike elements of it, and the combat didn't seem super in-depth. No, but, it's pretty basic. Which is fine. Uh, so yeah, I'll definitely check it out. It's at no Hades, point. but... Yeah, maybe I'll pick it up on Switch. I heard the Switch, they they patched it, and it's a little bit better now. Uh, so. I, I like it on PC. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? It looks really gorgeous on PC. Nice. Great art style. Yeah. And their Twitter's awesome. Like, they have a really good Twitter. Awesome. Always yeah. good to have good Twitter. Go follow Cult of Lamb Twitter. Yeah. Well, Haley, Game of the Year's done. We did it. We did it. Great episode. We're going to have to play more games this year. We are. I've already completed one game yesterday. It was from last year, but I completed it. Do you want to say what it was? Somerville. It was fine. It's, <laughs> it's not a secret or anything. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Sable liked it. Sable did like it. It was a dog. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about lots of games this year that are coming out. I was hoping to get some more time, but there's already like a game looking forward to coming out next week. So What's that? Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, Awesome. Not so, for me. <laughs> no, but uh, that's that's what the show's all about. Uh, so before we go, we'll just do a quick um, thank you so much for being so patient with us, and yeah. we're excited to be making content more frequently. Um, but that all depends on what you guys want to see. So if you would be so kind, uh, please leave us a comment. Please like. Please subscribe. Please listen to us on Pretty your cool. favorite podcast feed because we, you know, if there's a really cool news story, hey, you guys should talk about this. I'd like to hear your opinions on. I don't know what's coming out this year. 
the Dead Space remake. We'll be like, well, maybe we'll pick it up. People want to hear us talk about it. Uh, we want to make the show more viewer-focused. So please, again, like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. We thank you for being so patient. And we hope you enjoy the new direction the show is going to go in. But again, those long-form analysis will be coming back. Probably Tears of the Kingdom will be the first one, depending yeah. on when it comes out. Hopefully early this year. Yeah. Maybe May. Hopefully. Yeah. They said early, first half of 2023. So... Mm. And I do want to give a quick uh, shout out to some podcasts you could listen to that we've been on in sort of the meantime that uh, if you wanted to hear more of us, they're kind of, some of them are kind of old now, but uh, we were both on a couple episodes of Draft Punks. You were on two episodes of Draft Punks. Mm -hmm. uh, I was on one about Stephen King novels. That was a lot of fun. What what were your topics again? I was on Wholesome Games. Yes. Uh, that was really fun. Very fun. I ended up downloading a shit ton of games on my Switch and playing them in bed after nice. that. Nice. That's awesome. I finally played a short hike. Great I've always wanted to play Short Hike, and I finally played it. Nice. Um, and ugh, the other episode's out of my brain. I don't know why. What do you do for it a living? Was, it was a while ago. Law. Oh, <laughs> that was that the next most recent? Yeah. Oh, it that was, was after. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, the best laws. So, like, I did Brannigan's Law. Don't spoil it. What is wrong with you? I'll just do one. Brannigan's Law. <laughs> oh, Brannigan's my God. Part of us. You're impossible. Um, I like Dude, so yeah, check out Draft Punks on cool. look. You can look us up on their podcast feed. You can find the episodes with us. And I was on Friendly Fire. Which Friendly Fire show though? Gotta rank them all. Gotta rank them all, baby. baby. We were both on Gotta rank them all. They got to. They're getting close to the end of all their Pokemon. Yeah, shout out to Friendly Fire Games. They had they had their own uh, podcast relaunch awesome. relaunch this year. So check out their shows. Great guys, Chris, Ryan, Tom, and Tyler, who do great shows. We were on the one about Pokemon called Gotta Rank Them All. So check it out. They're ranking every single Pokemon. Yeah, it's crazy. They're crazy. They're almost done, though. I'll, Except I'll Scarlet Violet. The entire, li entire list right now. <laughs> Scarlet Violet just dropped 100 yeah. on them, so. We, we ranked one from Scarlet Violet. Don't spoil it. I didn't say. Good. All right. Well, Haley, <laughs> if that's all, that was been really fun. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed doing it again, Haley. That was a blast. Yeah, I know. It's been fun. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, and you can find our, our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Right here on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. Yeah, we actually have a video format still for YouTube. Yeah. I'm going to spend less time editing. I'll be honest. I used to drop 12 hours an episode. We're not going to do that. That's why the show's changing. With memes and stuff. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I can't. I cannot do it. All right. Now, Haley, you're going to you're gonna invent our brand new signature sign-off phrase, which we're going to come up with right now. Oh. Off the cuff. What, what is it? Uh, I love games. I love you. <laughs> we'll we'll workshop it. That was no, pretty. That was pretty. Okay, what's yours off the cuff? We don't know. We'll see you next time. Bye. Uh -oh. I love it too. I love that. The episode's too. done.